0: Hey everyone, I'm Bing Nakruma. And I'm Audio Nerd64. And we are your gamer friends! Doing
1: the most as per usual. Only when I do the first part of the intro though. No, whatever. It doesn't matter, but I am excited to be on the show, so thank you. Okay. Hmm. Hmm hmm. This week, uh, we're logging on with quite a bit of news. Animal Crossing is coming to Switch. So are some Final Fantasy remakes. 2K has some microtransactions issues going on right now. Call of Duty Blackout had a beta. The Shadow of the Tomb Raider was released. There's a remaster of Assassin's Creed III coming along. PlayStation Classic was announced. And unfortunately, Telltale is shutting down.
0: In these past two weeks in nerddom we're talking Captain Marvel, Iron Fist. Mm. Disney's new streaming service, Avatar coming to Netflix. Woo! The DC Extended Universe losing... Everyone? Well, yes. Ugh. Batman's penis. <laughs> Very upset about that. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker.
1: Then we're briefly talking about what we're playing this week, and moving into a conversation about the politics of superheroes with friend of the show, new guest who will be introduced later. It's a teaser. That's Ooh, the whole point. Ooh, yeah. You don't know. That's right. You could know, but you you might Dude, not. You know. Know.
0: It's like the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Is it bad that the black men are talking about all doing all the talking right now? Is that is I that don't
1: okay? want to give her any more closure. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Alright. Let's log on.
1: Logging on this week, um, a few additions to the Switch library that are making me yearn even more for December. Ah. Um, Animal Crossing is officially Yay. getting a sequel on the Switch. Boo
0: Capitalism. <laughs> Really? What? You saw that? Everyone's like, Tom Nook is evil. I mean... Because he's an evil capitalist, because he has no competition, so he can do
1: whatever the fuck he wants. That's all entirely true. I just don't know, because I don't play this game. I love
0: Animal Crossing, capitalism included. Mm. Look, it's just a grind like any other thing. Like, Like, you know, there's only, like, one Eververse and one Banshee. You know, there's only one place you can get your weapons in Destiny. Does that make Banshee an evil capitalist? Does it?
1: Um... I have to think about that.
0: Mm, what well, do you think about that? I'm here for Tom Nook. I'm here for KK's, KK Riders. You know, <laughs> oh, singing. My. It's beautiful. Wow. Damn it, brings wow. a tear to my eye. Um, I've, well, your person will be black this time because they added good tones. I think two games ago, which is nice. And uh, yeah, fucking love Animal Crossing. Fuck. Wow. Yes.
1: Really strong oh. Animal Crossing opinions on Gamer Friends. Absolutely. Um, so there's also some other Switch news. Um, I don't care about. Oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy is getting a bunch of remakes. <laughs> Never got into it. Um, and they are coming to Switch. Yay! I'm excited Final for them.
0: Fans. <laughs> Good for I, them.
1: Uh, I'm excited for them because uh, Final Fantasy VII will be finally, and I can play them wherever I want. So it's not just Switch news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true, true. But anyway, I I, um, I only got into Seven. I played them, mm-hmm. and they're fine. And you know what? They're not fine. They're actually really good. I just, you know what? It's not for me, and that's okay.
0: Definitely not for me, because I will watch all of you play it. I'm happy that you finally all can get your remakes, and hopefully you'll shut up about them. Wow. Rude. It was a little rude. It was. I'll admit that. It's a hot take. It's called hot take for a reason, Jordan. That's true. Sometimes you're rude.
1: Okay. Well, congrats to Final Fantasy fans. Moving on to the third game in news that we kinda don't really um <laughs> care about all that much. Uh <laughs> NBA two K. What? Nineteen. But now I'm kidding. I know what that is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's Football. got LeBron on the cover. It's basketball. I'm kidding. I know it's basketball. Don't look at me like that. Um joking. It's a joke. It's a joke.
1: Apparently there are some fans in quite an uproar over the Ooh. microtransactions.
0: I love it when super specific gaming communities are in super specific, you know, um tizzies. First it was the Sims with their snow depth. Now it's 2K with microtransactions. It's beautiful. What are you what are the microtransactions? What are they?
1: What? So <laughs> I don't fully understand, so I'm not the best person to explain, but there's an in game currency and an in game, like real life currency. You can only attain it. You can only obtain it through grinding the game and through uh, paying for it. So, kind of like Bright Dust in Destiny. Trash. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing though you don't need Bright Dust to upgrade all of your armor. That's and true. you don't need bright dust to level up your character. No,
0: but if you want your character to look cool and have cool emotes, then you can grind
1: and get some engrams and now. Then you might get them. And you might. Still random. Still bullshit. Okay. I, it's bullshit. I am agreeing with you that microtransactions are bullshit, but I am saying that the Destiny ones are not nearly as oppressive as <laughs> what this seems to be. Okay. To the point where there are people who are pledging not to buy the game. Wow. A whole ass pledge. Friend of the show, Hakeem included. We'll be hearing more from Hakeem next episode. Uh, Also, more about 2K next episode.
0: So, wait. So, are people just playing that other? What's the other NBA one? NBA Live. Everyone jumping off over that. Is that like?
1: No, Hakeem said that was trash.
0: Oh, so. He's sticking to 18, I guess. Oh, shit. So niggas are just knock on ball? Apparently. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. (laughs) That's rough. Oh, I, oh, now I feel bad. You don't have an option. Like your Ooh. other option is booty, and you're like, I'll just stick with what I have.
1: They certainly don't want booty. Oof, that no is no homo. the two K fandom.
0: That is
1: T. Also,
0: <laughs> that is rough. I, I I feel bad for them. I kind of feel bad for them if they don't have an option. That sucks. And you know, I'm here. Even if I don't play their games, I'm here for fellow gamers. Mm-hmm. And that that sucks that they there's no way out. Mm. They're just stuck playing an old-ass game.
1: I want to talk about one more thing that's, you know, like, not for us. Mm,
0: I don't want to get into this.
1: I think that we need to.
0: I think that, you know, we're just fueling the fire here. I don't think we need to add any more commentary. I think all the things that needed to be said were said, and all the images that—
1: I think that Stormy just, Daniels alleges— Uh— that are our, uh, our mushroom, uh, our toad.
0: Uh, I'm disgusted.
1: Is analogous mm. to President Trump's dick. The president's dick looks like a mushroom, mm. specifically toad. I'm just saying, if Nintendo wanted some free advertisement, they got it.
0: Yeah, but. Is all press really good press?
1: Yes, they tweeted about it.
0: Oh, I just see it they're like <laughs> they're like the intern <laughs> that tweeted this was on some shit. Sorry, <laughs> but they left it up. They left it up. I
1: the tweet said, "Could uh, you imagine? Oh my god! Like Mario Kart and Toter trending. Hooray! Could you just imagine creating a character, a beloved character? Beloved, that's my Mario Kart character." Um. We'll never be able to look at toad the same way again. You know that we're gonna see it, right? Because you know, the P tape is
0: real. I, I just wonder how the timeline with Bernie Sanders as president is doing. <laughs> Do you think they have to sit here and think about this <laughs> and make content around? The, I'm, di- what? Uh, uh, I'm disgusted.
1: I think the Bernie Sanders timeline is um, <sighs> not very different in the foreign <laughs> yes, policy <exactly>. department. <laughs> But you know what? A lot of other stuff wouldn't be happening right now. So that's great. Wow. Um, Okay. (laughs) Back to things that I actually uh, am interested in. I am committed to playing the Tomb Raider series. I've been convinced that it is exceptional. And Um, now you have two games to catch up on. Three, three. Oh, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Fuck. This is the third in the trilogy. All right, and I'm excited for it. All I've right. been inspired by the bow in Destiny. I want Ugh. to play every bow game. Ugh, I don't want to hear from you.
0: Do you want to watch some Hunger Games and Brave as well? Never seen Brave. Oh, it
1: was really cute. Was it?
0: It was. Oh my god, it was so cute. You should see it.
1: Anyway, do you have any uh, interest in the Tomb Raider revival?
0: I'll just wait for, like, the trilogy to go on sale. I'm just not... I'm not a big action-adventure mm, person. Fair enough. Um, so after Soli was popping bottles for Spider-Man, being their fastest and highest-grossing uh, video game first first sales... Exclusive. Exclusive. Right? Forgot about that part. Um, now they are making... And now they're popping more bottles for the PlayStation Classic. Little mm. teeny tiny mini PlayStation. You seen like the the classic? What is it? The NES.
1: Yeah, the, the thing that they stole from Nintendo. I mean, the literal gets, name.
0: Everything gets stolen
1: from Nintendo at some the point. The literal name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hey hey.
1: They could have called it retro. They could have called it throwback. They could have called it really anything. Look, but they called it classic.
0: Look, Nintendo has always been, you know, that weird creative kid in class that sits in the corner, does really weird shit, and then a year later, you're like, damn, that nigga was on something, and then okay. you take it.
1: Well, um, that's I'm what it is. Kind of annoyed with PlayStation for just <laughs> 100% stealing the idea and the name, but uh, it might be something that I check out. I don't know. I, I I'm waiting for the N64 classic. That's what I want. (laughs)
0: That's what you're looking for? I
1: want the N64 classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, Xbox One has backwards compatibility with Xbox games. So you don't need a classic machine to play old Xbox stuff. That's true. Um, And really, for me, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation were kind of the sweet spots. And so some of the games were definitely interesting. I was definitely... um, you know, curious about it.
0: What are some of the titles that are coming? I know it's 20 in total.
1: They haven't announced all of them yet, but Final Fantasy VII and Tekken 3, <laughs> my favorite Tekken, oh. are going to be on there. So um, all that's the more my reasons? primary motivation. All right. You going to pre-order one? No. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if I get to it, I will. And if I don't, I don't. Okay. I'm not. Here's the thing. Even with the N sixty four classic, I know I'm going to play these old games and be like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like here's something nice to keep on the shelf." Yeah, the like, nostalgia factor wore off very quick. Hey, you know, some of these games might have some some staying power. You never know.
1: Because you have to play right, to, you never you know. know but remember I played Knights of the old Republic backwards compatible that's right uh and, and i couldn't get through you- like the first <laughs> half of the game it was <laughs> i had to quit i couldn't do it <laughs> and that's like one of the best games of all time no so yeah oh well are you gonna be pre-ordering it nope <laughs> for all the judgment that you gave me when I said that i wasn't I think it's very funny that you in such a blase way just did that. Yeah,
0: uh, I wasn't the one that was, like, excited about this to begin with. So,
1: we only had, like... I forgot, you weren't born until the PlayStation 3 was out, so you don't remember. No,
0: I was born games. when the PlayStation came out, but we got the PlayStation very late and had, like, five games that we cycled through, and that was it. Mm. So, I liked my PlayStation days. It was, like... was it wasn't my first console. It was, like, my first, like, big boy console, maybe, but, you oh, know... you were
1: a big boy when you got your PlayStation... Moving on.
0: (laughs) So moving on, Telltale (sighs) has unfortunately shut down. Um, You know, I was looking at some of the numbers and like, it's bad. They're like as physically close as you can get to like not existing, but still running.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure all they're doing is just finishing their existing contracts and then they're they're done. I
0: don't even know if they're finishing. I know that... Um, They're doing some TV show. Oh, right, the Netflix thing. But I think that's it.
1: Right. And then I'm sure they're going to be done.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's really sad. And especially, like, seeing all the people who were formerly employed there, just, like, their tweets. Actually, a lot of what they were saying was, like, true for everyone in the gig economy. And especially if you're a fan of podcasts like I am. You also saw the news about Panoply. You saw the news about BuzzFeed. And... Yeah, this gig economy is, is bad. And a lot of people that were working there were working there as contractors. So, like, you can't collect unemployment after that. It's just, it's done. It's kind of wild how, you know, all of these media companies, whether it's podcasts, whether it's video games, are just, like, screwing over freelancers and contractors. Whether You know, and all these, like, creative fields really sucks.
1: Well, I would encourage everyone to join a union. Uh, A lot of the folks who are tweeting in the aftermath are explicitly talking about that and encouraging uh, folks to join. There's a concerted effort and a campaign to unionize the video game industry, Mm -hmm. uh, and I will make sure that we have a link to some of that information in the show notes. Um, If you know folks in the video game industry, you should absolutely talk to them about unionizing. Uh, There's a lot of media companies that have recently unionized, and they are being spared from a lot of this BS because you can't just willy-nilly destroy your whole workforce once you're under contract. Yeah. Um, so it's really helpful. Uh, and uh, I work for a union, so I'm <laughs> I a little like, biased. <laughs> I'm pro-union. Uh, but um, I'm also right.
0: Fair enough. I am on the complete opposite side where I am a freelancer. So they could just take my job away whenever the fuck they want to. Yeah. I, you know, it's great. I always Organize feel but I'm a freelancer. I'm an Organize independent contractor. A
1: union and get them to fight for the freelancers who include them as employees in the contract. Mm.
0: I just feel like there's always gonna be someone there. There's always gonna be someone there to, that will work for less. So if like a whole bunch of freelancers were like, we want contracts, then they'll just be like, no, and then replace us with more freelancers.
1: Well, yeah, that's why you kind of have to build a working class consciousness. But you know, you told me that I can't talk about socialism.
0: I did not tell you you could not talk about socialism. I'm kidding. I know. Oh, but we. Agreed I just got to I talk wouldn't. off at the guillotines. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you know, you got to build a, a working class consciousness about these kind of things. We have to have solidarity. It'd be helpful to have a national strike to kind of instill some of these values in folks. Um, and I don't know. I just feel terrible for everyone who's been affected by this. And yeah. you know, I don't. I don't say any of that to shame them and say you know, well, you should have yeah, been yeah, a part yeah. of a union. Like that's not my perspective at all. I yeah. I totally get that people are getting just completely fucked over, and it's yeah. not fair at all. I know. It's just I. Some of the folks I, that I saw the stories from were like, we just started. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the worst part yeah. to me. Yeah,
0: I just you know want to play the the side of. I understand. I understand, like, why freelancers don't do these things. Because it's hard. Yeah.
1: And it's no, like, it is hard. And it's risky.
0: It's risky. You, you'd be like, oh, that guy wants to start a union. Fuck him. We're not going to pay him anymore. Yeah. So.
1: I get it. <sighs> well, in brighter news, at least for me... Um, Assassin's Creed three, one of my all time favorite Assassin's Creed titles is being remastered and it's free. Basically, if you buy the season pass for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I will be doing, I feel like they've earned my, uh, my money. Uh, I really loved all of the season pass content for Assassin's Creed Origins, I am very confident that Odyssey will you know be more of the same uh and an enhancement of that so really excited to you know not just get a new Assassin's Creed experience but have a remastered experience um that it, it seems to be not just we're making the graphics nicer like yeah they so they're the game, like
0: they're revamping like the mechanics and Movements, and yeah.
1: fighting and shit. They're like redoing the game, kind of. Good for them. Um, so I'm really excited. I love the Revolutionary War period. It's a you know fun time in history, um, an interesting time people. in history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a joke. I, you, you, I mean, you I get it. You I get it. I'm joking.
1: It's Good a job. very interesting historical period. And uh, it was fun to be living through it and, like, you know, killing some folks that I know.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, maybe uh, they'll remaster Syndicate for you and you'll actually like it this time around.
1: (laughs) It wasn't Syndicate that I hated. It was uh, Assassin's Creed. It's not Rogue. It's not Black Flag. It's Unity. Assassin's Creed Unity. Unity. Yeah. Unity, uh, they should just let it die.
0: And last bit of news: Call of Duty Blackout. We got oh, some yeah. gameplay footage, or some actual gameplay. People are playing it. It was a beta. It's beta. It's over now. It's over now. I missed it. I wanted to get into that battle royale.
1: You had to pre-order to get it, or like uh, get a
0: code. Uh, See, that's that. the thing.
1: <laughs> I actually no. thought that this kind of could be a PUBG killer. Uh, by watching it, people were really into it on Twitch. The gameplay was really smooth. It looks just so much more polished than PUBG does, Mm -hmm. um, which is understandable. One is a AAA studio, and one is, you know, not under-resourced. They make a shit ton of money off of PUBG. Right. But it's still not a AAA studio. Right. uh, Blue hole. So, I don't know. There was just something really, um, really enigmatic about it, and I really enjoyed watching it. I kind of wish they would sell it separately, because I don't think mm. I'm gonna buy a $60 Call of Duty title just to play Blackout. And that's really all I would play. I'm not a huge fan of the gunplay mm-hmm. in the Call of Duty series. And that would be, I'm sure, an impediment to enjoying Blackout. Um, but it does look a little more sophisticated. So I don't know. What were your impressions? You didn't see as much of it as I did, but I know that we watched a little bit together.
0: I look cool. I play it. I mean, I think PUBG is like like to the level of like simulation, so like when you actually do kill somebody, it like feels really good because like you know it's not a hard game to get play, but it's hard to be good at it. Yeah. Um, and it looks like to me, maybe this Call of Duty game might be a little bit of a lower barrier to entry.
1: I definitely think that you probably don't have to be as mechanically good to be successful in yeah. Blackout.
0: I mean, but that—that that was my impression, because they were saying that like the gunplay isn't as difficult, and to me that reads, it's not impossible to shoot someone. <laughs>
1: you think it's impossible? I don't to think it's impossible, so.
0: but like you know, it, like I've been playing PUBG for what, maybe nine months now.
1: Yeah, at least.
0: And like now, I'm at a point where I actually—I mean, granted, I don't play it all the time, but like it took a while for me to be like, okay, I'm decent at this game. I can like shoot somebody.
1: Yeah, um, I just won a chicken dinner, like. A few hours ago, not even a few hours ago, right before we recorded this, wild. Um,
0: Congratulations!
1: Well, I hid my way. Really, um, it was a two kill game,
0: by an inch or by a mile. <laughs> Big Nick.
1: <laughs> um, and one of the kills was really long range with a uh, an SKS. And I don't know. I feel like there really is a disadvantage to anyone who does not kind of know what the feel of every gun is like because you can't Mm, just aim any sniper rifle in the same spot and expect to hit someone.
0: Well, I hope that the training shit comes soon because maybe then I'll feel better. But I I mean, still, it feels like for people to be enjoying the game so much right off the jump, it just doesn't seem like it's impossible to play.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think that in PUBG, there is a class of people who are like godlike and then there's pretty much everyone else who's, like, run-of-the-mill, and then there's beginners. And with Blackout, it looked like everyone was kind of of run-of-the-mill except for these breakout people.
0: Right. The people Uh, who are really good at PUBG (laughs) who are streaming this were really good
1: also. Yeah. I mean, they're just good at video games. That's what it comes down to. But I definitely agree with you that there's probably more... There's probably a more forgiving learning curve Mm. in Blackout. There was also... Zombies in Blackout. So there's a whole kind of like PVE almost. It's not PVE, but you know, there's an element to it that's not just about an enemy team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to navigate. These zombies, And apparently there are like zombie bosses that you can go and fight as part of, you know, the process of the game. I didn't see anyone go and fight a zombie boss, but just the fact that something like that is in it is yeah, kind yeah. of reminiscent to me of Gambit almost, um, where there's okay. elements of the game where it's almost like a reverse Gambit, where most of Gambit is PvE and there's sometimes PvP. And this is like, this is a PvP environment, but sometimes there might be an occasion where you work together with another team to take down this big, huge zombie that's going to kill you otherwise.
0: And then you kill each other.
1: Exactly. So um, it looks really fun. Um, I I kind of am jealous uh, about it because I know that I'm not going to spend $60 just to play um, a Battle Royale game.
0: Well, I feel like most of Bones of Feet will probably be into, are just into Call of Duty and will play
1: the game regardless. So then, you know, we could see if it's worth it. Mm. I mean, again, I'm just not a fan of the gunplay in those series, and so... I never really... I never played. It's not for me. I missed... I was in college when the Call of Duty, like, crazy
0: wave of...
1: I also am just spoiled by Bungie. I think that Bungie... Bungie's first-person shooting is just unrivaled, in my opinion. Fair enough.
0: Ooh, that reminds me of the Master Chief Collections on games with Guild. Or maybe it's... Game Pass? Maybe it's Game Pass. It's Game Pass. It's Game Pass. Either way, I downloaded that shit. I'm going to relive my formative teenage years by playing through the trilogy again.
1: It's interesting that you waited for that because I own it and it's just on my bookshelf.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I have my own copy, mister. I have to buy the disc. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Moving on, in these past two weeks in nerdum, Nerdiness! We've had a lot of activity in the DCEU. It's all negative, except for one thing, but mostly negative. Because, of course. So,
0: Henry Cavill is leaving. Bye. Bye, Superman. Yeah, and then posted some weird cryptic thing on Instagram with him posing with some action Superman action figure. No one knows what it means. Wait, what? I don't I don't know. It was like some weird. I think and then the, I think I don't even think it's like official yet that he left. I think the official statement is that they're talking it out or whatever. Oh.
1: He gone. Aren't they like talking to Michael B Jordan about coming in? I heard that Superman? rumor.
0: Look. <laughs> look, okay, you know what? Do, do I have to be the one to say it?
1: Apparently you do because I don't agree, and so I won't be the one to say it. I don't think Michael B. Jordan
0: is the greatest. Hmm. Okay, the greatest what? The greatest at at
1: his job. Oh, what's his job? Acting. Oh, you think that Michael B. Jordan can't act?
0: That is not. That is not what I said. It's really
1: kind of what you said. I, mm,
0: all I'm thinking of is with a black Superman is that picture that everyone uses when black men are caping for white women who do some fucked up shit on Twitter. Uh-huh. I, Superman can be black. It actually would make more sense for him to be black because he gets his powers from the sun and white people.
1: Goodbye.
0: <laughs> I'm not the i I'm not the first person to say that. God. Um What was? I don't even know what to say about it.
1: I think the point is that even though just it has nothing to choice. do with his acting abilities, I, I also agree that it doesn't make any sense.
0: I mean, damn! I know we always say put Aegis in the role, but like, put Aegis in the role, or <laughs> someone else. I don't know. I,
1: I I think you need to leave Aegis alone.
0: I I he he is. just is like tired. He's like, I Mind have an his agent. We, these Twitter niggas need to leave me alone. I have an agent. They do their job very well. It's whatever. It's a rumor. And if Michael B. Jordan gets cast as Superman, whatever. I, it just doesn't make any fucking change. sense because they couldn't even put niggas like. Where's John Stewart? Where's like all these other black characters in the DC universe that have never been used? And now they're going to make Superman black? Come on, really?
1: I don't know. Um, also, the rumor is that Ben Affleck will be leaving if Henry Cavill leaves. He
0: keeps on leaving and coming back. And, oh, I'm going to write the thing now. Oh, no, I'm going to produce the thing now. Oh, let's make Batman sad, real sad. Oh, let's give him a couple of jokes. I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm so <laughs> I, I'm so sick of the DC Universe. I am really confused about the fucking CW marketing still because Black Lightning still is, like, promoting this crisis on Earth X or whatever. Infinite Earths or whatever. He's not in it. The nigga's not in it. I'm so confused. I'm always confused. DC is always confusing me. Batman is supposed to be in Titans. The costume looks terrible. I just... Everything about that looks like shit. I just...
1: (sighs) I'm so sorry that you're a fan of such an inferior universe. Universes. (laughs) They can't even multiverse correctly.
0: Speaking of multiverses, Joaquin Phoenix is playing Joker in something completely unrelated to every other thing that DC has ever put out. Although that actually looks good. It does look good. I mean, those first set photos where you didn't have the makeup on, I was like, damn, we got like a busted Willy Wonka out here. (laughs) He's just walking around looking mad. Someone said they look like, Lord Farquaad. But, the, I, you know, I saw the, the... the I think a couple of them dropped today of him with the makeup. It looks good. I'm not going to see that in theaters.
1: Agreed. I will not see anything that DC produces in no. theaters. I'm not going to
0: see Venom in theaters either.
1: No. Um, I, I don't think I will see that in theaters.
0: Anything either. else coming out that I'm not going to see in theaters? Aquaman? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I yes. already went on my rant. I hate what they did with that character.
1: Um... Well, there is one bright spot in the DC universe: is plural. which is which is that briefly in the Batman Damned series. Oh, now
0: we're talking about the comics.
1: Yes, it's kind of like an R-rated Batman. Yeah, comic. I saw. well, it, Batman went full frontal, and well, it was barely. It was tasteful.
0: It was ve- It was tasteful. <laughs>
1: it was lighted very well.
0: Lighted. Or, not lighted at all. It was shadowy. It was. You just saw a little bit of peen.
1: It was... There was really nothing offensive about it. No! I was like... And now they're scrubbing it.
0: Yeah. So they're taking out all digital versions in any new prints. So I guess if you got your first edition, you have something
1: rare. Listen, Congrats. it's on the internet. And so anytime you want to look it up... The internet is forever. You can go just catch a glimpse of Batman
0: It's just Stick. like... I don't understand
1: why we made a big deal out of it. I think it was just kind of like shocking. So he walks
0: around naked in his own Batcave. It's his Batcave. I,
1: I think, you know, good for good for Batman and Trump being in the news for their dicks this week. Well, Can't even host a wholesome gaming podcast these days. My God. Something that I certainly will not be disappointed in, I pray to God, is the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender adaption Coming to Netflix, I'm so excited.
0: I mean, I saw the you know, like they were like, it's not gonna be whitewashed and da da. The it's creators important. are dope. The creators, the creators are,
1: are I, they're on it.
0: I mean, I'm sh- yeah, I I think I'm sure it'll be better than that movie that came out. <sighs> Actually, anything that has avatar and a movie is bad. <laughs> That's true. Them blue things. It wasn't a good movie. Well, it's not
1: a movie, it's a TV show.
0: Oh, it's just live action. Oh, so they're gonna do like verbatim, like what the show was, or I don't know. There? Hmm.
1: Well, they didn't say it was another Avatar, they've already done a sequel in the universe, yeah, so yeah. um, I feel like they would have been clear that it was another sequel or a prequel or something like that, and they mm-hmm. didn't. They said it was just Avatar The Last Airbender, so mm. I assume it'll be. Just a live-action version. And I know that the guy who voices Zuko is both Asian and a martial artist. And so I'm very interested to see if they actually just cast him it's as like, Zuko.
0: These residual checks just turned into another gig. Hey, I'm pretty sure
1: he was one of the only ones who had a regular role on the subsequent series as well. He voiced one of those characters too.
0: Hmm, Good for him.
1: Anyway, um, I'm very excited about it. And I'm glad that this is something that Netflix is... Thinking about like that they have on their radar, because if it goes well and we get a few seasons of Avatar, then I'm assuming that we'll get a live action Korra. And if we get a live action Korra on Netflix, I think we can get some lesbian shit going on.
0: Cartoons with their bad influences, their lesbianisms,
1: fantastic influences. (laughs)
0: I'm here for it.
1: I am very here for it.
0: Um, something that Netflix is also involved in that we are not
1: here for. Uh, well, we, we're giving it a chance. First episode of
0: Iron Fist, season two has been watched and...
1: It looks a lot like my Twitter feed.
0: Hmm, you have to explain that one.
1: I was on Twitter the whole time. The whole... Ooh, as was I. Um, the beginning was interesting. Sure, Whatever. The end was kind of interesting. Sure, whatever. You just punched the door. I don't. <sighs> Everyone I, said that the finale is very good and very and like sets up something. Mm. So I'm I do want to get through it.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm gonna wa- I have to watch it. I've already invested so many hours of my life into this. Yeah. I'm not gonna not watch it. I just never as excited about Iron Fist, and it's nothing that they can really do to, you know, make it make me excited. I'm sorry. The first season was just AUS completely was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was really fucking. I remember, and I mentioned this before, but I was talking about like ranking the Netflix series, and I forgot Iron Fist existed. I was like, "Oh, Luke Cage is like the weakest link out of the out of all of them." And then someone was like, "What about Iron Iron Fist?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about that guy."
1: Colleen deserves better. Colleen deserves her own show. Colleen and Missy should just have a sidekick show. I'm here for it. They should do, they should just do Heroes for Hire. And just be them too. Luke and Iron Fist. And then just have a whole B-roll situation with Colleen and Misty. You mean a B plot? Whatever. Industry terms. Mm. The industry is also expanding in terms of these uh streaming television shows. Um <sighs> I'm
0: actually honestly. So it's a rumor. So Apparently, Disney's streaming service will have limited run series for like the lesser, not lesser, but like the secondary Marvel characters that don't have their own films. And the two names that were tossed around were Loki and Scarlet Witch. I'm gonna be quite honest. I am I'm tired. Tired of. There's so many shows. I'm like still getting through. <laughs> I still have to finish um Agents of Shield season five. I'm like halfway through. There's Cloak and Dagger I want to watch. Haven't gotten to it yet. Inhumans exist, but nobody's watching that. Uh, what else was there? Didn't get canceled? Yes. <laughs> um, there's just so many. There's just so much stuff. I mean, I'm, gla- is, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's a limited run. That's
1: good. I MVP don't think like, TV will be involved, and so it'll probably actually tie into the MCU, unlike all the other TV shows. Right.
0: And I heard that they're... Well, a lot of the speculation is that they're going to, like give these basically, like, full movie budgets so it's just as good as the movie. I, we'll see. I'm, I'll probably watch, them. Um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to subscribe to this Disney thing, to be honest.
1: I don't know either, because I don't know what else. I, I would really only be in it for the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, and if I'll it was regularly DVDs. coming in, <laughs> yeah. then I could see it. But otherwise, I might just let it go and find Torrent. We don't advocate for torrenting. Who's advocating? You are. I didn't say anything about it. you should do it.
0: You, buy, you don't act like you don't buy the MCU DVDs. You need to chill. I do buy the... What, so what? Oh, so you're saying that you would just torrent the shows. Yeah. Um. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Usually, I'm here for more Marvel content, but...
1: It's becoming a lot. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. It's becoming a lot.
0: Like, it's one thing to be like, all right, here are all the movies... Because, I mean, what? It it's like tw- 18 or something movies over 10 years. That's two movies a year. Fine. Two to three movies a year. That's perfectly acceptable to me. But then we got all the Netflix shows, and they got multiple seasons, and now we got these extra shows, and, is, and who else? Is it Hawkeye going to get a, a little thing? Is uh, Falcon going to get one? Hulk. Groot? Hulk.
1: <sighs> they need to give him a movie. Uh, yeah, but I don't I know, know it's, they never, will. They it's never They might give one of these. So. Well, we'll see if it actually happens. Um, That's my thought. But we know what's coming next in the MCU. First trailer, Captain Marvel. What did you think?
0: You know, I think that Carol shouldn't have punched that old woman. And I think she needed more lines in her own trailer. It's ridiculous.
1: Okay. So (laughs) what did you actually think?
0: It was amazing. I'm ready for the scrolls. I am not ready because I've been like thinking. I'm like, oh, the scrolls are gonna have to be involved in Avengers four. Which beloved superhero that I love is actually a scroll? I'm. It's gonna happen.
1: You really think they're gonna do Secret Invasion twice? Mm, No, you're right. The plot of Captain Marvel is Secret Invasion. Yeah, that's my understanding. I had to give up my secret invasion is Avengers 4 theory because I found out what the plot of Captain Marvel was going to be.
0: Oh, is it going to be secret invasion?
1: That's what I just said, nigga.
0: Well, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I just said, no, I know you just said it, but where did you hear it from?
1: Where did I hear it from? Yeah, I read it. Uh, I read synopsis of the synopsis of the, I don't want to read a synopsis. the synopsis. I want to be plot. surprised. But you know that scrolls are in the trailer, yeah. So you already know what I know.
0: Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. Shut up. Shut up.
1: The um, origin story of Captain Marvel <laughs> involves Secret Invasion. Yes, because Marvel basically passes on his power to Captain Marvel. Right, and it seems like that's exactly what's going to happen in the in the movie. So
0: okay. yeah, you're right. All right, whatever. Um. Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait for it to come out. I can't wait for Carol to be the shit out of Thanos. I'm sure he is shaking in his giant boots at Infinity Gauntlet that is slightly burnt. Um, That's about it. I, uh, I'm excited. The best thing be I saw
1: this week was that the writer of the comic books came out and you know tried to give some context for all the plebs that don't know who Carol Danvers is. She said that Captain America... When he's knocked down, he gets back up because it's, like, the right and just thing. Like, he needs to finish the job. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers gets back up because fuck you. <laughs> and if that spirit is in the movie, then that's all I need to know. I'm here for it. Yeah, Very ready.
0: That's all I needed to hear. Actually, quite honestly, I was sold without even needing to hear that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah. just, could you just imagine, like, we're at a place that we're talking about a Captain Marvel movie. Like, people laughed at an Iron Man movie. And now we're like, Captain... Like, Captain Marvel is like,
1: deep. They laughed after... Avengers came out and they said they were going to do Ant Man. Remember? People were like, LOL, you were lucky with those other ones. They certainly couldn't What do does he do? Ant-Man. Control ants? <laughs> and then they were like, Yes,
0: he does. You're going <laughs> to like this movie, motherfuckers.
1: Oh my God. Um, no, I'm here for it. I just wish it didn't take so long. Like, Kevin Feige mm. said some mess earlier about how Wonder Woman really gave them the confidence to greenlight Captain Marvel. You're and the
0: MCU. You don't need DC doing anything.
1: It's exhausting. Exhausting.
0: Ugh! Gave him the confidence to no, that's bullshit. It's exhausting. Who gave him the confidence to put a nigga up on there?
1: Mm, I don't know. They still did it. Get out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. Damn it! It wasn't get knew, out. No, they. But get out came out not long enough before that it. They
0: I mean, yeah, like out, yeah, Black Panther was in Civil War.
1: Yeah. No, we knew it was coming. I mean, I, look, black people. They needed to do Black Panther because of the plot of the movies, and you can tell that they did not expect Black Panther to be what it was because it was, he was not, not in Infinity War, in Infinity War enough. <laughs> All those black people showed up and they were like, "Where this is
0: Black Panther 2? Too- like, right <laughs> with like Captain America in it, and I, I, we talked about it. I would have been like, "No, you like, know. please come bring your Popeyes to the theater. I'm here for it."
1: <laughs> but just, but like, no just so you in. know,
0: he is not. Gonna be in the movie For very long <sighs> Whatever This is no place to die <laughs> <Nah>! <laughs> Scarlet Witch <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> It's so They, they, they We, we do what happened Mad dirty it's So dirty Oh Okay. I wonder what the fuck's gonna happen when, because apparently they Disney, the Disney, one of the Disney CEOs was like, "Yeah, Kevin's gonna handle X Men when them niggas come to us again." I wonder what's gonna happen with they Scarlet Witch. You
1: think they're gonna reboot? I saw a really. Oh, is Scarlet Witch. No, I think they're it, they'll just incorporate it in, um, and probably be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, she's a mutant."
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It was real. laughs>
1: um means we but I I think that they're going to reboot X-Men, and I read a really convincing article about how um, they don't expect that Dark Phoenix is ever going to be in theaters, that it might just go to the, the streaming service and be, like, a draw for people to come in, like, oh, if you want to see the X-Men movie that isn't going to be released, come and watch it on the streaming service. Like, it's
0: ass. Like, we had to <laughs> reshoot the entire thing. We had to shoot the entire thing twice, so... I just feel like they
1: either did reshoots for the entire thing because it is going to be the introduction to the MCU and they're going to do a crossover and it's going to be a surprise or they know that it's a terrible movie. And if they know it's a terrible movie and the deal goes through, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney was like, "Mm, no, thank you. We're just not going to bother. Right. Okay. So on the home screen... Uh, we've really only got, uh, one fresh thing to tell you about. Um, and of course we finished Spider-Man and we finished, uh, real as much as you can, Destiny 2. Um, so we'll talk about those a tiny bit, but before we do, Cedric, you played...
0: Forza Horizon 4! The demo came out and it was amazing. Really? It was. Um... Yeah, no, I uh, I really enjoyed it. The artificial intelligence, Anna, has my name in it this time.
1: Wow. It's like,
0: hey, Cedric, you want to go driving? I'm like, fuck, yes! Um, I wish the avatars, though, you had more options. They give you a bunch of presets, um, and they are diverse. But, you know, I would like a, someone that looked a little bit more like me. It sucks, a little bit. But it's nice to see black hands driving. Mm. What you could do in the last game is, well, I just would think at this point there'd be a little bit more
1: customizability. How often do you see your person?
0: Um and like there's it seems like in this game it's gonna be like more story ish. So there's like more cutscenes with your character, like talking to other folks. Almost in like a how um what was that racing game I don't like? Oh, the crew has you like walking around and talking to people.
1: Oh I see. Hmm.
0: And also like when you're standing outside your car at the end of the race and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um did you like the seasons?
0: Yeah, I uh they so the intro has you race through all four of them, um, and then you just do a bunch of races, I think only within one season. You know, it's funny, I couldn't save my progress with the demo, which I didn't realize. I like went to I stopped playing and I was like, okay, I'll pick this up later, and then it was like, welcome to Horizon. I'm like, what? what I (laughs) I thought, I don't know, in 2018, the demos would save your spot by now.
1: I guess it's not that long,
0: yeah, I guess not. I guess I must not have had much to do, so I think once you get into the thing, I think it's spring they have you in after. It, it looked great. Um, The details were great. I remember like driving on gravel. You hear just like the gravel hit the car. and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> that wow. sound. Oh, wow. soundtrack is great. This time around, I feel like like the like the last game, a hip hop soundtrack was like curated
1: uh, by a white woman. People were
0: big mad about that one. <laughs> Look, blue check. Twitter niggas
1: get unfollowed Mm -hmm. every
0: day, my nigga. Every day.
1: Oh, Lord. Well, I'm glad you had a fun time with the demo. Yeah, it was great. Interesting to me kind of that there's not much for you to talk about. I feel like it's a new upgrade. Why wouldn't there be a lot to say? It's just
0: what I expected to happen. Everything I loved about 3, you know, just got better. Everything looks great. It sounds great. Soundtrack's great. Some Kendrick, some Big Frida, some SZA. I'm here for all of it. The control cars, stock um tuning, feel great. Everything about it is just awesome. I just
1: So there's not really any difference in gameplay?
0: No, not so much. I think there are some new race types, or I think they're like maybe restructuring how they do some of the challenges. I'm not entirely sure yet. I want to wait for the game to come out first to, f- to figure that out. They had like this new thing as like a stunt race, um, but the way that you got graded on the stunt race was how um, the challenges were in Forza Horizon 3. It was like on a three-star basis. Um, and traditionally, the challenges, you would just engage by driving to them. Um, so it was like kind of weird to see something that you get graded on a star basis that wasn't that. So I don't know I don't know if like that's going to be all of them or just some of them and they're keeping some of them. I don't know yet. Um, and like I said, if there's a demo. Um, so I'll, I'll wait to talk about it more, but they are going to have my money.
1: Isn't it? Coming on Game Pass It is But you're gonna buy it
0: Yeah you get extra shit And I think you Get like 10% off If you buy it on Game Pass Which isn't A huge (laughs) Discount But if I like Want to splurge And get the ultimate Blah 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 Edition You just get more cars You get like Double points For Or double credits Stuff like that I see So it's like I bought the ultimate edition Of Horizon 3 But I've been I've been playing the game Consistently For like three years So like It's fine. Like, it's worth it to me. So, this is probably just going to end up what's happening, what's going to happen with Horizon 4. I might not buy it at first, but I'm going to be like, damn, I kind of want these cards. Like, damn, I kind of want this. So, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, And I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to beat you, dump truck. Hmm. Calling you out by name on my podcast. I can do that. Okay?
1: Lots of aggression. All the aggression. Hmm. Um... So, in terms of Destiny 2, uh, I'm chugging right along. I'm uh, right at the 550 mark, so halfway to 600. All right. Um, Nowhere near that. Have not gotten into the raid yet. It's just uh, too high level. My clanmates are scaredy cats and don't want to do any of it until we can do all of it, which is foolish and stupid. But wow. um, What's the minimum light level for it? You can go in whenever you want to. The first boss is like five sixty, I think, but mm. people can do it in the five thirties, and we are five fifty. So I don't oh yeah, understand nah. why. get in there,
0: get in that raid, play the game.
1: Yeah, I would rather do one or two encounters and not finish the whole thing, but like be getting raid loot every week. Because that's going to help boost you much higher than all the regular stuff will. Right. So I don't understand the reasoning, but I'm only one person and I can't...
0: uh, Can't convince the clan. Regardless, I'm
1: still having a ton of fun. Um, Iron Banner is going on right now. It is great to have Light Level Matter in the Crucible again. Been having a really good time with that. Um, The Dreaming City changes uh, have been really, really fun. So as parts of the raid are completed in different ways this the dreaming city end game area literally changes every week and so there's new enemies there's different events going on there's new activities that you can do a new strike opened up which is probably uh, in my opinion, one of the best strikes Destiny has made. Um, it's just really solid. It's really solid. Um, I I already know that by the end of like November, right before the new DLC comes out, it, things are probably going to slow down. You know, like once you're hitting 600 on your characters, and there's not a need to play all the time in order to advance. I can see how people would like drift off to do other things, and that's fine. Like I think. The one good thing about Destiny 2 not being so addictive like Destiny 1 was is that I have interest in playing other things. Mm. And so, you know, I don't want to be spending all of my time playing Destiny. It's just that right now it's too good to not do that. Um, So, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself. Also, um, we both finished the Spider-Man storyline. Yes. Um, Let's do... A little mini spoiler-free reaction. We're gonna have some spoilers later on in the show, um, in the next segment. But for right now, a little spoiler-free reaction for you from from the very end.
0: Uh, it was a good ending. I was satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I know that some of the it was alluded by some of the developers that like they're trying to create or that this might be like their Iron Man. In that, you know, a Marvel gaming universe might be on the horizon. I don't Please know. Please God. I don't know how I if I I can see how like this story could expand for sure. There's like though I'm interested to see what they do with the DLCs, but there's definitely quite at least two ways that this story is gonna expand very well. Um and I'm I don't know, that'd be that'd be kind of dope. But yeah, I, I'm very satisfied with the ending. It was great. I had a lot of fun with it. Can't wait to do my save plus run through.
1: I can totally see how they would bring other supers in because, you know, there's there are other locations in the city that are important for other superheroes. Like, you know, you can swing by the Sanctum Santorum and there's Avengers Tower and Jessica Jones's um, Alias Investigations is there and the bar that Luke Cage owned um, or worked at or whatever, I forget. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there's just a lot of um, stuff that yeah. they could do. Um and, you know, really interface with the broader universe. I also like that, you know, in a way that Marvel can't do with the movies, they can kind of play around with the timeline a bit more because they're starting out from the beginning. Mm. So, like, you know, Doc Ock becomes a villain during the course of this game. Right. He is not an established villain, but there are a bunch of established villains already. Um, and so, you know, they could make it very much that Iron Man was around. He just wasn't in New York at the time this was going on. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm really satisfied with it as well. Um, the The kind of movie-esque cut scene ending. Yeah. That was like yeah, mid credits yeah. was very satisfying to me. <laughs> I was very happy. Yes. About what that set up, um, but we could probably do maybe like a spoiler cast or something for it sometime in the future. Um, I definitely want to play until I get a hundred percent completion before we do that, though.
0: Word,
1: yeah. You know, All right, probably get my own PlayStation around uh, Black Friday. So soon. There you go. Um. Okay. Well, we've got a special treat. We're going to be talking about the politics of superheroes. That's right. Mostly Spider Man.
0: Most, yes, mostly Spider-Man.
1: But a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. So you should stick around. Stick around. Okay, so uh, next up, we're going to go into party chat with uh, a new friend. New friend of the show. A very new friend of the show. In fact, we haven't been friends for that long. But I'm really excited to intro all of you to Jen, who I also met from Twitter, just like Young Levain.
2: Uh, hi, I'm Jen. My pronouns are she, her.
1: Welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you. This is a very uh, pertinent conversation for right now.
2: This is always a pertinent conversation, this uh, this particular character. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: So I'll go ahead and set the scene for our audience. Uh, If you have not played Spider-Man, I'm assuming you're at least familiar with who Spider-Man is. I
0: mean, I hope so. I hope you're not listening to this podcast and don't know who Spider-Man is.
1: Yeah. uh, If you're not up to date on Spider-Man, just generally speaking, then this is probably not the show for you. Um, I hope you're going to sleep well, though. Because that's <laughs> that's gonna be what you're getting out of this. Oh man! Uh, anyway, so a new Spider-Man game came out. Um, in the game. There's kind of an unprecedented cooperation between Spider-Man and the police. Uh, Spider-Man is a character that pretty traditionally has uh, an adversarial relationship with the police because they're constantly trying to arrest him. Uh, And, you know, that goes hand in hand with the press. He also has a pretty adversarial relationship with his boss, J. Jonah Jameson, who hates Spider-Man, knows Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. and I think um, he also—
0: hates Peter Parker. So that's that. true.
1: He does also hate Peter Parker. Anyway, it's just kind of weird and a little out of character for Spider-Man to be literally best friends with a cop. Um and on top of that, it's really an interesting scene uh for exactly what you're doing right away in terms of surveillance. So, I'll kind of let Jen maybe take it over from here and and talk about her first impressions and, you know, tell us tell us what you're thinking about when you when you start cuz this is right from the beginning of the game.
2: At the start, honestly, like when you first said, "Hey, you want to talk politics of the new Spider-Man game?" I was just hearing the whole, "Oh, it's very very pro cop," and I had really just started playing and I was like, "It's not really Because, I mean, in the comics, he's always had – there's always an arc where the cops are trying to get him, but he always has connections on the force. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, he's got a cop connection. Right. And then it just really kind of – it really escalates from there because, I mean, yes, he's got the cop connection, but she's, like, his only connection. She's his only contact besides MJ. Spider-Man is doing work for the cops pretty much full time. It's not that he's – aligned with him. He's literally taking jobs from the cops, which is really weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in in terms of the surveillance towers, uh Cedric, that was actually what I saw first was you setting up a surveillance tower.
0: Yeah, um and I think many people have been comparing this to like the actual surveillance that the NYPD has been doing and like the timing is definitely like a really interesting coincidence, but yeah. You're also helping the police surveillance New York and you're, yeah, you're using it for like your benefit so like you can, you know, find stuff on the map and stuff like that. Um, But, these towers are owned by a private company.
1: Yeah. So, if if you're familiar with single-player games where you, you know, kind of have areas or regions and there is a really tall thing that you can climb up and look around, like Assassin's Creed uh, really highlights this, um, you know, you, you kind of unveil the map by getting up high. And in Spider-Man, the way that they've chosen to do this is by saying that there are uh, surveillance systems set up by OzCorp that are being licensed by the police department (laughs) that are now malfunctioning and Spider-Man is supposed to go around the city and, you know, fix them all. And that's how you can basically defog the map.
2: Which I just got to say, this is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Problematic stuff aside.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so glad you said that because I... I was thinking Assassin's Creed so much during this playthrough.
2: The other thing that really got me, I mean, this, in the comics, Miles' dad wasn't a cop. And that was a really weird choice.
0: Okay, yes. I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this, but I'm too engrossed in the game to look this up. But I, was, I don't remember that. And yeah, they made him a police officer as well.
1: I remember being surprised when Homegirl was like, Miles, Miles. And I was like, Miles. Uh, So I was so excited that he was in the game that I didn't really interrogate it until later. But I remembered, like, oh, why was I surprised if I had recognized Miles' dad as a cop? I would have known that that was coming. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't connect the dots. Because Jen's right. Like, that's not what happened. (laughs) No, it's
2: not. Oh, well. No, I actually pretty much— Gave up on reading comics right around when Ultimate came out because uh, I'm a big Spider-Man and X-Men fan, and the '90s are, were rough. <laughs> <laughs> I burned out right at that time. Yeah i
1: I got the first few uh, issues of it, and then when it was like a bona fide success, I was like, okay, I've done my part, and I stopped. <laughs> uh, it's just hard to keep up with. I think the dedication. Anyway, you were gonna say, Jeff.
2: Oh, yeah, so I, I had to do my research because I was like, really? His dad was named Jefferson Davis? i got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone was clowning that name, too.
2: <laughs> but, like, so I guess in the comics, his dad was, um, he was, like, an enforcer and a informant for S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was literally, he was basically just, like, the, this archetypical just trying to be a good dad type. Right. And and in the game they changed him into, you know, this sort of prototypical hero cop, the one good cop. <laughs> <laughs> the one good apple. There's that one, I mean there's even a scene where some oh, all he did was die and you're supposed to feel bad cuz the guy doesn't like the cops. They make a point of shaming somebody for not liking police and it's like that's not Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I think mean, it kind of is, but <laughs> <laughs> that line was
1: when I remembered that the NYPD usually pays for this kind of exposure, <laughs> and I was just curious as to how much Insomniac made off of this game.
2: I think I think a shadow is haunting the Spider-Verse, the shadow of Ditko.
1: <laughs> oh my. Ditko just uh, passed away. Uh, oh, One of the yes. Talented yes. artists,
2: no big loss.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a dick. Oh, was
2: like, he? I, oh, it's re, it's really hard to understate how much of Spider-Man and this game is like the truest of the comic Spider-Man game I've seen, and Spider-Man is super informed by him and his Ayn Randian objectivist libertarian politics. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the early stuff.
1: It's it's Randian. It really is.
2: The um. Well, I mean, it carries through all the villains in this one. I mean, you've got all, the, all of them except uh, Mr. Negative, who's pretty new. You've got uh, the Scorpion, Rhino, uh, Dr. Octopus, uh, Electro. If you're a comic fan, these characters are all like, notoriously losers. I mean, you know, Spider-Man's Mightiest Enemies is really just the Legion of Losers. Actually, I think that was a different team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so true, though.
2: They're all characterized as falling to crime because – not just because, you know, they're – they're characterized as falling to crime because of criminal nature and weak-mindedness and just all these really, like, Ayn Rand buzzwords. They're all schmucks. If you're a schmuck, you become a villain, and that's just how it works in the Spider-Verse. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Damn. I – do you feel like that applies to the Doc Ock storyline here?
2: It definitely applies to the original Doc Ock. I mean, he was literally just a loser nerd with a bowl cut, couldn't get respect. And so that's why he became a supervillain.
1: <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> Cedric is like, his eyes are wide open because he's like <laughs> clutching his pearls.
0: <laughs> that's just that. I, it's, it's interesting because I've never heard that analysis. When talking about Spider-Man, so I just feel like a whole new world was just opened up to me live in the studio here on Game of Friends. <laughs> like that's wild. Like I, they are they are characterized as a bunch of losers. Except I mean, oh sorry oh no except who? Um, I don't know. I think I think Doc Ock is like maybe kind of a loser, but I think it's more complicated in this story. I think his. Background with Osborne has a lot of depth to what would normally be a very, like, basic supervillain story, but I don't know. Maybe he is just a loser.
2: I mean, Ditko would think he's a loser. I think this was a really good example of someone taking—like I said, this thing runs through all of Spider-Man for the last, god, has it been 50 years now? This takes that and it puts it in a really believable context and makes most of the characters, maybe not the villains— except for Doc Ock and uh, Mr. Negative. Really three-dimensional, relatively well-developed. But yeah, I think it does kind of paint him as a loser. Hmm. I definitely got the vibe
1: that he just, you know, he had a temper, he was bitter, and he was
2: out of control. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Doc Ock was planning his revenge before he got the, the, the neural whack job upgrade?
0: I think they kind of allude to that in the game. Like, when you get to like the when Spidey's tripping on whatever drugs (laughs) he's hallucinating and some of the dialogue in there I think sort of eludes it's like well oh no you know what I'm thinking not even that even before that when you get to his lair and he's talking about like the Icarus being the the decoy he's like yo I respect Mr. Negative because of he's actually like doing it but now now I'm not sure maybe he respects him more because he's already you know flipped at that point.
1: I do think, though, that there's evidence in the game because I'm the type of player that I like to listen to everything. Like, I went around and I hit, you know, triangle on every single piece of lore around. And uh, there's, uh, at one point, after they lose funding, but before he invents the neural interface, uh, there is a architectural drawing of the raft. And... Peter asks him what he's doing, and he's like, oh, I'm trying to pick up some contract work um, on the side so that we can, like, fund this. Right. So he was planning the raft breakout before he finished the neural implant.
2: Hmm. Something I find really interesting, besides the characters we want to talk about later, Spider-Man's setting up the towers. He's doing, like, all the horrible NYPD surveillance shit. But they do this weird sort of fake-out where, when it comes time to actually have cops doing evil, evil shit, they bring in a PMC, yes. and the PMC just does everything that the cops do, but it's it's not the cops' fault; it's the evil mercenaries.
0: Yeah, I, you know, speaking of on that, um, I like was taken aback. I clutched my pearls yet again <laughs> when our good friend Spidey used the word fascist to describe Sable and the police, or and the. Uh, The compounds? They're like concentration camps. They are concentration camps. Because those people did nothing wrong. Well,
2: they had nice stuff, so.
0: (laughs) That was their their one fatal flaw.
1: So just to contextualize this really quickly even more. So at at a certain point in the game, all hell breaks loose in New York City. And all of the prisoners from Rikers Island and all of the prisoners from the raft are released. Mm. And it unleashes a new fresh hell on the city uh, which has really kind of been coming in waves the whole game Um, and so a paramilitary group is brought in to kind of help deal with the situation and over time they become more and more um, authoritarian to the point where on site they will start attacking Spider-Man and you know you have to go in and you have to fight them uh, and they start doing crime and they start essentially confiscating uh, property from people and one of the most interesting points in the game from my perspective on this whole debate there was a conversation between Spider-Man and the cop and she was explaining to him, you know, that they basically were going rogue, and he was saying that they are, you know, just confiscating people's property. To what, (laughs) to which she answers that, you know, that's not right, that's not okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And so he, you know, goes in and and tries to take everyone out and give people their stuff back. But civil forfeiture is (laughs) quite literally more valuable than all theft that's reported in the United States. Like what the police do on a regular basis to the citizenry of this country is take their belongings, take their cash, etc. cetera. And the, the amount that all of that stuff is worth is actually worth more than the amount of stuff uh, for all of the robberies in the United States every year. So for a cop to say, that's not right. That's not something that, you know, people should be doing and that law enforcement would do. Like, that's exactly what law enforcement does. <laughs> like, it's a huge epidemic problem. And so when I heard that, I was thinking to myself, I don't think it's just that they are trying to make a Spider-Man game that's convenient and easy Uh in terms of its lore, like, you know, treating the cops like an anti or antagonistic faction, I can understand why that would be complicated for the structure of the game. Mm -hmm. But I guess they didn't think about how they actually would implement it, because in such a well-researched game, and in in a game that's so detailed in so many other ways, I can't believe no one thought to, like, fact-check that line of dialogue.
2: I'm, I'm honestly 100% sure they did I, I, don't, I think that's the basis Of the whole Sable thing They knew that uh, asset, asset seizure was a thing And they knew That they couldn't sell a game that like depicted The cops as they are <laughs> And so I think They just said well that's why we're gonna have You know the evil corporation Do the asset forfeiture and Yeah they're the fascists It's, it's all Osborne's fault
1: <laughs> I I just think that that is so obnoxious. Uh, I got to say, for a game that I otherwise love, and will be playing again 100% uh, very soon in the future, as soon as I get my own <laughs> PlayStation, um, I, it it kind of was shocking to me, the disconnect. The other part of the game that I I almost put down the controller because I kind of couldn't believe... That they were having me do this was when uh, the raft breakout happens. Except the precursor to the raft breakout, which is the super hero- the super villain prison, is that they incited a breakout on Rikers Island, which is a real place,
0: Rikers with a Y, because it's Spider Man's New York.
1: <laughs> That's what they did in the Division New York. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Division is Rikers with a Y, of course. So you go to Rikers Island, and Similar you basically politics start— the division, too. Yeah, it's the exact same politics as the division. Yeah. Um, so you go to Rikers wait, Island, and you start fucking people up.
2: Does New York City have a, a trademark on Rikers Island? Is that why they're doing this?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Uh, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Um, I
0: don't—yeah, because I know there was, like, some stuff that they couldn't put in the game. Like, they couldn't put in, like, the Wall Street bull, so that's why they have Lockjaw instead, so— The
1: Freedom Tower. They couldn't put the Freedom Tower in mm.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, quite honest, if Rikers was like, we don't want, no. Wouldn't shock me.
1: I mean, I guess. Either way, you know, there's literally a campaign here uh, called Close Rikers. You can look it up, hashtag Close Rikers. It's led by Just Leadership USA, which is a group organized by formerly incarcerated individuals. And... You Know they're really rocking it, and the mayor has agreed to look at you know ways to close it down. Um, of course, some of the current proposals are just an expansion of the carceral state, so uh, close it
0: down, uh, <laughs> but build a new one,
1: <laughs> exactly, build some more. Um, but Rikers is really um, a, a torture palace in a lot of ways. Um, if you look up Khalif Browder, you can see the story of someone who was uh. Imprisoned for no reason, couldn't afford to bail themselves out, and so had to wait in jail. And because the court date kept getting delayed, uh, was in there for years. And that describes so many Rikers inmates. Mm. And it's really um, appalling to me that kind of in a marquee mission of the game, in one of the missions with probably the most— uh, action. Mm-hmm. It, it involved just beating the shit out of incarcerated people.
2: And I'm going to be the nerd who says, this is definitely the Ditko influence. Cause I mean, throughout the game, you're constantly fighting these, these criminals who don't exist. I mean, let's face it, car chases, um, you know, back alley brawls, these drug deals that just constantly go, you know, violent on the top of midtown. Uh, townhouses. <laughs> There's an imaginary criminal class in Spider-Man, and this carries over to a lot of other Marvel comics and DC too. I mean, Batman is not rooted in reality, <laughs> right? Right. But like, it's this whole fantasy about the idea that you know, criminality is somehow a reflection of character or identity. Like the guys in Rikers when you're beating the sh- beating the shit out of them during this sequence. They're not people, they're monsters that you're supposed to beat up. And it's like, that's not how any of this works in reality. It's very, it's jarring if you think about it for half a second. Yeah, I think
0: I think that moves to a point where, that I want to talk about is when we're talking about video games or really any sort of media, I'm just kind of curious like where the line is that like, oh, we realize this is fake, we realize this isn't grounded in reality, but it's okay, it's a fun game. Basically, like, where the line is of this is harmful and it's just a game. Because I saw some stuff on Twitter and, I, and, like, my knee-jerk reaction was to be like, ugh, it's kind of just a game, like, let people enjoy things. But then also being like, no, I understand, like, why people are taking, like, such a critical eye to this, but I just, like, I don't know, I'm, like, really struggling, especially with the conversation surrounding Spider-Man, like, where exactly that
2: line is. I think Spider-Man's a really good example because, honestly, propaganda-wise, it's kind of mild, but only relatively speaking. Because of all the pro-cop propaganda we just we kind of consume every day.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't think the the cop portrayal in Spider-Man is any worse than, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for instance. Right. Which, you know, is it just another way to normalize... The police, and you know, make what is mostly in real life an oppressive and terrible institution something that's like super fun and cute and diverse and progressive. Um, you know, it's it's a very fantastic trick of uh, of our current system. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the reason why I think the dialogue is so important is that I know that we're not going to just stop consuming things. I'm going to play the Spider-Man game despite how fucked up I think that one level is and how fucked up I think the general politics of the game are in terms of how he interfaces with the police and doesn't really question uh, much of mm-hmm. what they're doing or or saying. Um, in the same way that, you know, when the Black Panther movie came out, as I've said on this podcast, uh, I didn't you know, really jive with the critique specifically of, you know, the white CIA character uh, being in some way celebrated or lauded. Mm -hmm. Although I understand why people were so concerned to make sure that audiences understood what the CIA really does. Like, I get why that's important, and so I'm happy the conversation is happening, uh, because I just don't think people are going to stop that from having them enjoy something um, or having them go out to see it. And I don't necessarily think that they should not enjoy it or not go see it.
2: Something that really grabbed me about this game, the reason I picked this game up, actually, I was, uh, speaking of, you know, the, when is video game harmful? I'd been playing Wolfenstein 2 prior to this. and That game is fucking exhausting.
1: Oh shit, really?
2: How so? I don't feel bad about killing Nazis, but it's very much about, like, you're not killing Nazis. You're much better at killing Nazis than Nazis are at killing other people. No, you're the best at killing. It's exhausting. I don't usually shy away from violent games, but I was just tired of violence, and so in Spider-Man, I saw the E3 trailer, and you didn't kill anyone. I was really excited to play a game where I could just Bounce around, zip around and make quips, and you know, everybody walks away from this. Mm. Then I got those missions where your objective is to kick people off buildings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen uh, have you seen that they get caught technically?
2: I haven't. Do they? Does he? Are there like imaginary webs? So yeah.
0: So so some imaginary webs show up, and then like some. Okay, the the problem is it doesn't doesn't seem to always happen all the time. Or like sometimes they're really hard to find. But if you
1: doesn't always render,
0: doesn't always render. Um, But if you kick someone off of a building, they'll get like webbed onto the building, so they don't actually fall off completely.
1: So I didn't believe it because I saw it happen one time that it did happen. Like you can kind of see the string and he or the web, and he like shoots it to the building, and they just kind of fall down and hit the side of the building. So it's not like he's doing them any favors.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> um, no, someone's got to peel him off the side of a building. Still, yeah, so.
1: but even when you don't see it, I, so I saw uh, Cedric playing, and I made him look because I saw that he was launching like thirty people off of the building, <laughs> and lo and <laughs> was behold. The objective. Lo and behold, they are—they were all like just webbed to the side, even though the animation didn't show up at all.
2: Well, that's—I mean, that's heartening. But as the comic and the game frequently point out, I mean, hope somebody gets up there in an hour because.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> that web does dissolve. It so does he dissolve. is
1: leaving them to die just differently.
0: Oh man, it's like um, the Dark Knight. He's like. Oh, no.
1: Wait, what is it?
0: They're on the train. No, 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 no. Sorry, it's Batman Begins. He's like, I don't, I don't have to kill you. And then he's <laughs> like, Great, you're not gonna kill me. And then he's like, But
1: I'm to save you either.
0: And then he <laughs> doesn't save him, and the dude dies. So it's like, Okay, Batman. Great, good job. Like, what are you doing?
1: Huge <laughs> difference between uh, killing someone and then just watching so them, them die.
2: die. <laughs> Can we prov- call that the Batman trolley problem? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Do you watch The Good Place?
2: I will when the next season starts, but yeah.
1: Oh okay, so you've seen so you've, you've seen yes. the trolley problem
2: episode. Oh uh, which one is that? Refresh refresh me.
1: Um it's I think it's season 2. Yeah. Uh and Ted Ted Danson is like learning how to be good and Chidi is teaching him and we find out that Michael was actually torturing cheaty by doing the pro- the trolley problem wrong but he said oh, that our- he needed to visualize it
0: yeah 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 yes. keep, like modifying it <laughs> poor cheaty cheaty is literally me as a human being so it was especially uh, tough yeah, to sit Kendrick through I call
1: Cedric all the time it's true <laughs>
2: it's true I'm off all the milk forever uh. <laughs> Um,
1: so speaking of, you know, the broader Marvel and DC universes, um, who do we think is actually a really good example of a healthy and balanced relationship with the police? I'm not expecting a, like, police abolitionist superhero, so I'm, like, kind of removing that from the table. It might be my (laughs) wish list, but I understand (laughs) that we live
2: in reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard question, because honestly, MCU cops are fake.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
2: Maybe the X-Men.:
1: I think the X-Men might might be the closest. there is. Yeah. They've never had a particularly friendly relationship with the police.
0: No. and it never really like helped.:
1: Didn't Deadpool get arrested in the last movie?
2: yeah, or almost. Oh no, yeah. He spent some. He actually went to. That was a focus. Is him in jail?
0: Yeah. Oh
2: derp. Yes,
0: I saw Deadpool too. (laughs) I saw it. Yeah, that's right. He does get arrested.
1: I wonder. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone in the DC universe? Isn't like the Flash TV show all about? Like, isn't one of them a cop?
0: the 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 family that he's adopted into is police a cop family. family yeah
1: oh I'm so glad I don't watch it
0: <laughs> and Arrow Oliver Queen helps police the yeah. uh, Black Lightning his friend is a police officer they use <laughs> wow it's almost like there's a there's a trend here they always have like the rogue cop that like helps him out and like doesn't you know might leave a little something something off on the paperwork. Uh huh. And like, give them evidence every once in a while, but like, they're still a
1: police officer at the end of the day, so they can't bend the rules too much. So the Marvel Netflix shows, yeah. Misty, I guess that Jessica <laughs> doesn't have a cop friend. She's just constantly dealing. She's pretty antagonistic to the cops. She is. She's not help. She's not like friendly with them. No. I think she calls them when she absolutely has to. And even then, yeah, she does not want to.
2: She doesn't need to call them a lot because she's Jessica Jones.
1: Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Okay, so Jessica Jones
2: in the the Netflix
1: series. The list is so long. Iron Fist really wasn't fucking with the cops either.
0: I mean, no, but I think that was just not for any particular reason that just his goals were so much more loftier than, what do I need the police for? I'm the Iron Fist. I'm the Iron Fist. I'm the Iron Fist, did you hear me? I'm the Iron Fist, the protector of the hand, the protector of the blah, 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 blah. And he repeats it, 50 million. I have feelings about Iron Fist, I apologize.
2: I did like the way the last season
0: ended, though.
1: Wait, we haven't seen, we've only seen the first (laughs) episode of the new season.
0: And I was on Twitter for most of it.
2: (laughs) It was so boring. Uh, It fixes most of what's wrong with the appalling Iron Fist, and... And it ruins well, very last scene. But the arc is really good, and I think you guys would like it.
1: Oh, well, I mean, we definitely will uh, watch it, uh, just if only out of obligation. But um, <laughs> you know, I I have also heard that the season that the finale is really good.
2: So for as far as anti-cop superheroes go, um, Batman doesn't get along with the cops, but there's. One problem with that that I've noticed, I'm not a DC fan, but I feel like that doesn't hold water even though it's, like, central to him.
1: Yeah, because he's buddy buddies with uh, Commissioner
2: Gordon. That's his whole thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, Batman's
0: whole thing is just like, you know, hey, police officers, call me when you can't do your job, which is literally all the time. (laughs) Every night. Every night. Every night, the best. <laughs> they might just, why do they even turn it off? <laughs> they always make a big thing about Commissioner Gordon going up the stairs and huffing puffing, you know, and turning on the the bat signal. They just should never turn it off, to be quite honest.
1: Were the, um in the Arkham Asylum game, I'm sorry, not Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, I think he had to avoid the cops in Arkham City, right? Or no, the cops abandoned it. That's right. Never mind.
2: Yeah, he was he was the only cop in Arkham City. (laughs) (laughs) What a perfect way to describe them. You're right.
1: right. (laughs) You know what? I never played the third one. Me neither. I don't know why.
0: Doesn't matter now. We have (laughs) Spider-Man. True. It's the new Batman game. Yeah. The new Batman game, the new the new Assassin's Creed. Like it just covers so many bases.
2: (laughs) Hey, so when Scorpion stings Spider-Man, that's definitely a Batman. Uh, scarecrow scene right
1: a hundred percent it's i don't know how you could play both games and not immediately think that yeah. which is what i was kind of thinking to myself that's bold <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just theft, just right there yeah they just stole a whole scene
1: i i thought that the extent of it was going to be like the acid ocean and you know, like, things popping up and stuff like that. And that's not too scarecrowish. Like, you know, that's fine. I get it. He's in a fugue state. But, uh no, they went full-on, like, Nightmare. side-platformer kind
2: of thing. In 10 years from now, there's only going to be one genre of video games. I hate to say this, but that's kind <laughs> of where AAA is going. Yeah. He, wow. That, Wow.
1: Damn. They're all collectathons, whether they're multiplayer or not. Oh my god! The division is also kind of like that.
0: We start about the politics of Spider-Man and end up on the homogenization <laughs> <laughs> of video games. Wow, what a conversation! This is great.
2: Um, I mean, you're gonna, you're, we're seeing it with some MCU. It's already happening with movies. You can't make a big movie if it's not, you know, this brand name character, this cameo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Doctor Strange, but it was derivative. AF.
2: Um, Doctor Strange was bad Iron Man. That's my hot take. Mm. Scorching. Scorching.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think that's why they're going to do a reset with Avengers 4. Uh, Not a reset reset, but they're going to... I think they're going to be able to do something that lowers the stakes and builds again to a Thanos-level event, which I believe will be Secret Wars, which will solve everything. But that's like Avengers 6.
0: That's Galactus, right?
1: Secret Wars? Yeah. No. No. No, that's like the alternate planet. That's where Venom comes from.
0: Venom comes from a different universe, uh, a different planet.
1: Planet, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I was a DC reader growing up, so if that wasn't apparent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. do you want to hear the? Do you want to hear Venom's origin story? It's the stupidest thing.
0: Tell him because. I mean, we have the movie coming out that the no one's going to watch.
2: DC. Okay, so oh, the him. Beyonder decides he wants uh, but Marvel Battle Royale. That's, that's it. He just really likes Battle Royale, even though it hasn't been uh, invented as a genre. <laughs> <laughs> so he brings all the heroes and villains to one planet. And uh, at that time, there was a second Spider-Woman, um, unrelated to the first. Jessica, I can't remember the last name. But she did telekinetic webs and had a black suit with a white spider on it. Spider-Man sees somebody repairing their suit in this, like, battle royale. And it really is battle royale, like in the, the, the Japanese movie sense. He sees someone using this machine... And it repairs their costume, so he's like, oh, well, my costume's damaged, and I need to hide my face, so I'll build a new costume. And so he goes to another random machine, not that one, just a random machine, and presses a button, and out pops Venom, and he puts it on. He puts on the Venom symbiote, and that's how we got Venom, and it looks like Spider-Woman.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah, then he brings it back to Earth. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like Peter Parker
0: in space was like, oh, here's this random space machine. Let me press this random space button. Yep. Put on this random space symbiote and be like, this is fine. (laughs) And then let me bring this shit back to Earth. It worked really well for him. Ugh. Not so great for Eddie, huh?
2: No. Poor thing. Oh. Uh, I did not know that was. Oh, do I want to do? Oh, that's a big spoiler about Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I I'm going to finish soon when I promise.
1: <laughs> Damn it. I better finish tonight. I like broke out in hives this afternoon, Jen. I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> as soon as we finish, I'm taking a Benadryl and knocking the fuck out. Um... Okay, well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us. We really appreciate uh, you coming on. And um, is there anything you'd like to share about where people can find you on the internet?
2: Uh, I'm available at imp, I-M-P, poster on Twitter. Um, My tweets are always terrible. You can find me on Mastodon, (laughs) probably, if you're, like, a cryptid hunter. And... (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have any projects. I'm just a working person. They, hey, gotta work.
1: Working people are the backbone of the world. Of, this,
0: of this country. I, that was a joke. Obviously. Don't look at me like that. I was obviously kidding.
1: Uh, Well, I'm just, you know, in support of the proletariat, so.
0: Here we go.
2: <laughs> One listener at a time. Okay, Jed, thank you so much. Oh, thank you both. This you guys are awesome and actually that's it. You're you're awesome. Thank Aww. you. You're awesome too. The
1: awesomest. Well, that was a show.
0: That was a show.
1: Um, I'm really excited for the next show, actually.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one.
1: Uh it's gonna be my first little narrative segment. Ooh. ooh. Very pleased mm-hmm. with how it seems to be coming along so far. Nice. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a preview. You know, I'm excited for it. So our audience should just be excited because I'm excited, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe on Please. your platform. Please.
1: Rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. And tell a friend. Tell your gamer friend. We love it when you tell your friends.
0: (laughs) And thank you, Jen, for coming on the show. It was a very good conversation.
1: Appreciate you, Jen. Learned a lot. My God. Yes, you are an infant. Ugh. See y'all in two weeks. Deuces. Bye.